Welcome to 7 Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome to this episode of Seven Skills for the Future podcast in our series nine, Pivot. And in this series, I am talking to all kinds of inspirational people from all backgrounds, talking to them about what they've been experiencing over the past 18 months, and particularly how they have either turned their lives around, started new businesses, or in some way have had to really pivot, change and adapt. And I know that you'll find these stories really, really inspirational. And this episode, oh, I'm so excited about this episode. Uh, You're going to love it. I am talking to Thomas Cox, who is the Managing Director of the Five Star Community Hotel in London. And I spoke to Thomas actually a couple of years back when I first started the podcast because I was so interested in his complete pursuit of excellence in everything that hotel does. And I really wanted to talk to Thomas about how the hospitality industry has been impacted. I mean, we know how badly it's been impacted by the pandemic, but really to get an understanding of what kinds of things did he do to motivate his staff and keep them engaged throughout that time and all the different changes and openings and reopenings um, and also just generally about how the hospitality industry has had to rally and change and adapt. Thomas is a really interesting, lovely person He could easily have said no to this interview. He's incredibly busy, but he has so much grace and is so lovely. And towards the end of the interview, I ask him about how does he maintain this graciousness, this ability to interact so positively with everyone. When you step away from a conversation with Thomas, you feel really good. And it's so interesting what he says, because he talks about the importance of having a really good support network around you, a team, stability, being grounded, being very self-aware, being able to ask yourself, what can I be doing or what can I be doing differently? And I feel that Thomas really does live this day to day. So I know you're going to love this episode. A wonderful, warm welcome to Thomas Cox. Thomas, it's so good to see you again. And thank you so much for making the time to be with us today. Thank you very much for having me. And likewise, it's wonderful to see you again. And so good to be back at the Corinthia after all this time. Yeah, does it still look good? It looks fantastic, especially the flowers. <laughs> I'm glad it just looks it. it just looks wonderful. So I really want to explore with you 
how the last 18 months have been yeah. for the Corinthia, for the hospitality industry, your staff. I mean, I know that's a, a whole lot of things, mm -hmm. but maybe just to reflect back maybe on some of the things that, that are highlighted for you, perhaps when the hotel had to shut. I think it is a day that I will never forget uh, in my life because um, it's uh, something that has never happened to me or to us as a team before. And um, I mean, if you just vaguely think about, even if you don't know a hotelier, what a hotelier is, like it's obviously somebody who who is hospitable, who opens doors, who has a house full of people, who makes sure people are happy. So what I'm talking about here is liveliness and joy and um, and those sort of things are, are deeply ingrained in us. And then we started hearing about this virus and I think we all couldn't quite believe what was going on and we carried on because it was busy and that's what mm. we are and then bang, the doors closed and the hotel was empty so quickly and everybody departed and it was just, yeah, I mean, I remember that day. I, we almost didn't know what to do with ourselves or what to do yeah. next. I mean, like we, we weren't prepared for that. I mean, we have a crisis plan here for all sorts of crises, but we didn't have one for this. Mm -hmm. um, this is this feeling as a, as a leader of the pack. Um, of course, you, you then need to really pull yourself together mm. because people are looking at you for direction and for reassurance and for answers. I remember also feelings of gratitude that I had a good team around me and that mm. I didn't feel alone in this moment. So that was good. That's what I recall. And then, and then we had to make a plan. What was your plan? How did you come up with a plan? Well, I mean, you need to, you, you suddenly, you think about what am I, the, the, the first element on my mind where our people, our team, mm. what, what, what do we do with the team and um, what will they be like? How long will this be for? Yeah. You know, what will happen afterwards? Is there an end in sight? Is this really happening um, mm. almost? Um, mm. Then you, of course, need to worry about the asset, uh, staffing plans. We also run a business, you, ca you can't store anything here, so we don't have a product that you can put into... Um, you know, a storeroom and yeah. sell half a year later. Mm. You can't. So mm. all your cost, if that isn't sort of compensated by an incoming revenue, of course, um, is a real threat. And so this is when uh, my colleagues in head office then got involved and mm -hmm. we, of course, needed to really think about, um, yeah, serious topics like cash flow yes. and yeah. uh, protecting the company, protecting the business. And I think with every day you realize you're not alone. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have our bit to carry and we all have uh, something to worry about. And there's, there was a great spirit of camaraderie mm -hmm. uh, in, in this moment, which which I think we all needed and helped us through the, this situation. Yeah. So did staff stay in touch with each other a lot? I mean, I'm, I'm imagining people were furloughed. Yeah, I mean, the minute the furlough scheme was in place, we, yeah. of course, used the furlough scheme. We made sure that everybody was well looked after. Um, but we're also very much used to be together every day mm -hmm. in this hotel, in, in this place. Um, and um, I mean, we all discovered Zoom. One of the first topics that um, as a leadership team here we discussed is, so how can we keep this team together? Mm. So, I mean, we definitely cannot just leave everyone at home now and see you in three months type thing. Yeah. I mean, that would have been so against 
everything we believe in and our culture. So um, the teams amongst themselves connected very much on on Mm -hmm. Teams or on Zoom or on any of those uh, uh, platforms. Um, So the individual department heads and the team members, they they connected and they spoke to each other and they stayed in touch. Mm -hmm. But then also as a business and as a company, we actually then came up with an umbrella program called Corinthia Connects. As a company, every day we gave our employees an opportunity to connect with us. And every day had a different broad theme so Mm -hmm. on a monday for example it was about it was corinthia cooks on a tuesday it was um, corinthia keeps fit and on a wednesday it was uh, corinthia learns and on a thursday Mm. it was uh, something else (laughs) i forget now and then on a friday it was corinthia entertains um so and to just to give you an example i mean the the stays fit is obvious because we have a great spa team here Mm -hmm. so they uh, did um, online fitness classes, but they also told, to, talk to people how to look after their hair, how to yeah. look after their skin, what about nutrition during mm-hmm. lockdown. Mm-hmm. Corinthia learns, our sales team then got involved and they introduced iconic hotels all over the world. So then mm-hmm. one day they were talking about Paris and they talked about all the interesting hotels in Paris and what makes them special, mm-hmm. New York, Los Angeles, Tokyo, Hong Kong, along the Côte d'Azur and so on. And you know, the way, I mean, people found this fascinating and it was voluntary. I mean, yes. we didn't force anyone, yeah. um, but people dialed in and mm. then suddenly they saw their colleagues talking about something else. The cooking was, of course, hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, you know, different yeah. people just pre- presented their signature dishes. Yes. I mean, I, 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 think I come you from did Germany, I did well. a schnitzel. Yes, I remember. <laughs> I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. so 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 that was the way. The Friday night was always the highlight because it was basically like a like a TV show, um, like you know, like Britain Got Talent, mm. and then we did Corinthia Got yeah. Talent, and I mean, what you discover is just incredible. You know, the singers and dancers <laughs> and musicians we have in our team. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even aware. So that was. Um, I think very beneficial for mm. the team spirit. And I was personally really quite uh, taken by how the teams connected and mm. how how we stay together. Yeah, and, and then at the end of the day, lockdown one, I mean, it was long, but it also wasn't forever. No, it was yes. over then at some point yeah. and we got back into our hotel. Yes, yes. After that, though, there was a lot of uncertainty and different restrictions, you know, being, being lifted and then coming back and then yeah. Christmas and then, you know, another uh, very difficult lockdown. How easy was it to keep people, you know, to continue to keep people motivated during all of that change? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, you know, um, the real question here is, for us to make the attempt to keep people motivated, that's one thing. Mm. But did it actually keep people motivated? That's mm. the other question. Mm. You know, an email sent isn't an email read. An email read isn't an email understood. An email understood isn't an email action, and so on. So, because this, yeah, I've sent an email. Yes. Uh, sending an email means nothing. So, in terms of the motivation, I think that you have um, a wide array of different um, reactions there. I think Mm -hmm. some 
were more connected than others and some were probably more driven and motivated mm -hmm. by work than others. Um, I think, um, and I'm saying all of this, I want to just add this for the sake of this uh, conversation that I'm saying all of this without any judgment. Mm -hmm. um, so some, I think, were also very pleased to have some downtime mm -hmm. and to actually focus on other things, spend time with their children, with their family, discover nature, do their hobbies, or, or, or maybe discover a new passion. Um, so you see, when you're asking how motivated were mm. they from the company point of view, they were probably all fine and they were doing really well. But yes. business-wise, I don't know how motivated everybody was. Yeah. But the big realization was like this was very impactful, these lockdowns and the last 18 months, because people have changed. We um, receive colleagues back who, who look at life differently. Mm. And they maybe have new priorities, different priorities. They maybe want to work in a different way. And I guess that's just change. Yes. You know, did a yeah. good thing provoke this change? Mm. Definitely not, because there's nothing mm. good about a virus, a lockdown or a pandemic. Mm. But it was a change and change happens and we have to adapt. It will have a huge impact on the future and how we work and how we mm. work with each other and how we motivate people in the future. Because I don't yes. know that the same thing motivates the team today that motivated them three, four, five years ago. Yes, that's interesting. In other industries, people are wanting to have a hybrid way of working. I imagine in the hospitality industry, that's not quite as doable, but maybe for some people, they might be able to work like that. Yeah, we have hugely adapted. Um, yeah. I, I want to also be honest because this conversation is pointless if I'm not honest. So I was never the biggest fan of the working from home model, but this isn't driven by being mean. This is actually driven by a team spirit. And I mean, our business is here in the hotel and this is where we need to be. Yes. And we need to be together as a team. So for some colleagues to maybe have the privilege of working at home mm. and others can't have it because they're maybe the breakfast waiter or the chef. Um, yes. So this always made me say, we can't do this. Mm. And I've and this is an example of where I completely changed my view. Like I mean, let's make it, let's make it possible. You know, why wouldn't um, some of our HR colleagues do mm. some work from home, or our revenue management colleagues, mm. or our accountants, or our marketing people, or certain sales work when it's not client related? Why couldn't this happen from home? And it can. I think we um, have become so much more flexible when it comes to rostering, when it comes to working our contracts you know we always had 40 hour contracts and mm. in some areas we offered 50 hour contracts because that's also wanted in in many cases mm -hmm. because of course the salary is also higher than but now we also offer 30 hour contracts you know in actual fact hospitality can be quite flexible you know, because you know i think if you ask a random person on the street is is, is hospitality a family friendly business proposition or not the answer will probably be no you know isn't maybe working later in the evening advantageous for some families because the other one can look after the children mm -hmm. in the evening isn't weekend work maybe something that works for some setups and for some family and can we do we need every position to be full-time or can we actually offer part-time positions do we need the person who turns down the rooms in the evening 
to be here five days a mm. week or yes. could she not or he be here for three days mm. so like a lot of rethinking and yes. a lot of new um, adaptabilities yes and are you finding that you're, you're issuing all of these kinds of new contracts at the moment to get people to come back or yeah we're having those conversations yeah. i think the conversations mm. in our talent department and the conversations when we recruit have just mm. changed and they are including those topics now i mean yeah. honestly we wouldn't have <laughs> had the request or we wouldn't mm. have had that conversation 10 years ago or mm. eight years ago i mean this is something that has changed um so now we need to see we're at the beginning of yes. this journey is it sustainable will it work in the yeah. long run we are definitely open and i think that's the yeah. that's the way forward for any business you know we can all moan about uh, certain traits of certain generations um but at the end of the day i'm sorry it is what it is mm. so if as a business you want to use the talent yes. that you have you you need to adapt and you yes. need to make it work i want to ask you a, a bit about guests and yeah. people who come here and yes. the impact of not being able to do that and the restrictions that we that we've all had but mm -hmm. particularly on because one could say well during a pandemic that's a bit frivolous to think about staying in hotels and having lovely meals. But these things are important for well-being, I, I believe. What sort of impact do you think all this has had? Yeah, I mean, you are 100% right. I mean, of course, during lockdown, we weren't classified as uh, essential. And I, and I understand <laughs> that that maybe wasn't uh, included. I remember very well when lockdown uh, one ended and we were able to reopen again. I think it was uh, around the beginning of July. And there was this combination of being very cautious and um, maybe being a little bit uncertain, but also being hugely appreciative and grateful to be able to go out again and actually mm. see people. And people and our guests were, were really thankful and appreciative of the service that they, yeah. I mean, let me just say it as, as cold as it is, purchase from us. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, they also, I mean, we, we really enjoy doing it and we have big hearts, but, but they also pay for it. No, yes. let's be frank. Um, yes. So there was this. And then it wasn't quite over. To your point, what we do is, is hugely important. It just shows how important social mm. interactions mm. are. And, you know, in whatever way you want to look after yourself, I think we shouldn't, we shouldn't judge. Mm. You know, for some people it's a, it's a run. For some people it's a holiday. For some people it's silence and being alone. And for others it's pampering themselves. And yes you know, staying a night in a beautiful hotel and, and get yourselves into a different environment, maybe forget a little bit your day-to-day -day mm. and, mm. and replace those worries with, mm. with really joyful and uplifting moments. And that's what we're here for. Yes. You know, I mean, we just do everything yeah. for you and yeah. you don't have to worry about anything. And you mm. get lovely people mm. making sure that you feel better when you leave and you eat well and you drink well <laughs> and hopefully yeah. you can do a little spa treatment. Mm. And I think it's soul food. So people, people really need this mm. now, this whole social distancing that's not 
who we are, no. no, like as humans. I mean, mm. we we like to hug. Yes. I mean, no. Have you ever hugged anyone and that person hasn't hugged you back? <laughs> so that just, that just yeah. doesn't happen. No, yeah. that's not really in us. Yeah, and I hope that um, as a hotel we can play our part there, and it's um, and it's not just a luxury mm. hotel that provides expensive food. Mm. So I hope yeah. that we're doing a little more. No, I agree. I agree. I think it is important for well-being, and I think that's something. I remember watching some of the um, little announcements you'd make on, on Instagram. And I, remember, I, I always remember this one, when we had those tears and London suddenly went into tier four and you came onto the Instagram video and you were talking about it. And it also made me think how did guests or people who follow you or follow the hotel on Instagram, did they find, did they respond to those kinds of messages that you were giving out? Because I, I think those were very important messages that yeah. you were there and you were talking to us. I think it was appreciated. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, if I look at the engagement on Instagram, for example, and on the comments that mm. I received following those, mm. my Instagram isn't done by anyone else. No, I do that. So that's, that's yeah. me anyway. But there is a difference if you post a beautiful picture of a moment in the hotel or if you speak personally mm. and you know obviously also there is a different emotion in your voice and of course yes. you can't change your facial expression to that extent you yes. know like there's always an expression yeah. in your eyes and i yeah i think people um i, I think people quite like this i mean mm. i i like it personal mm. i want to talk to a person when i talk to someone and i'm I'm also yeah. mindful that people get that from us and from me. And it was also this desire for information. Yes. Uh, people really wanted to know. We did this internally as well. We recorded yeah. a video every week yes. for our own people. So Jochem, yeah. our hotel manager, mm -hmm. and I, we were here quite a lot. And every week we... Um, we recorded a video for the team mm. where we showed them the hotel, what certain mm. areas look like, spoke to the team that was here, the asset protection team, as we grandly called it. And we did little interviews just to, yes. to, to inform and yeah. to, to tell people yeah. what's going on. You know, yes. Again, it's not yeah. highly scientific. It's quite simple, but effective. But it's that human connection. And also it's that connection coming from leadership. Yeah, you know, which is which is very very important both for staff, but also I think for guests as well. People would write in the comments; they would they'd be reminiscing about when they'd been here. It was very heartening, and it did make me think that people do have strong connection with the hotel and with the experience of being here. So something I want to just touch on. Um, so for me, you come across as an incredibly gracious person. I feel it's an unusual quality. It's a lovely quality. Are you aware that you have this quality? How do you maintain that during such uncertainty? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what to say. <laughs> thank you very much. I mean, that's quite wonderful to hear that I make this impression. So thank you. I, I think there's the answer, like maybe I'm not quite aware, <laughs> but thinking about this, I generally really want to be very respectful to everyone. I very much know what I like and what I don't like, but that doesn't make one thing good and the other thing mm. bad taste music fashion food you also need to give other people their space and the right to have the same opinion you know when it comes to this hotel i i mean of course my opinion counts because mm. that's what i'm here to do um and, and someone else will do it one day <laughs> so i have a few principles that i believe in very mm. much and then i am a very open and flexible uh, person who I don't know that I'm always easy for people because I can change my mind. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, maybe 
I, I was convinced it was great on a Monday, but then on a Tuesday I realized it isn't. So that's not easy, but um, I'm actually quite black and white. Um, mm -hmm. So if you call it gracious <laughs> and how I maintain this, um, I'm quite um, self-critical. I want to be a good person in a way, okay. you know, that yes. sounds so, so hideous when you say it out loud, <laughs> but, but what's yeah. wrong with this? No? no. So at the end of mm -hmm. the day, I want to look back and I want to see a footprint, mm -hmm. you know, I want to um, achieve something. I don't want to end a week thinking I was pretty useless this week. Mm. You know, I want to think like, yes, I contributed to making this business a little bit better and, um, and, and maybe I did something good for the team or yes. so like, am I succeeding in this every week? I don't know, but at least I can mm. try. And, mm. and I do have this approach of, of, of thinking often about what could I have done better because unfortunately we deal with a lot of problems and yes. then it's my job to find the solution for this problem. Mm. And sometimes it works better than, in other times and mm. when it doesn't mm. work so well it's easy to say oh typical billy typical bobby typical mm. like and so on but you can also say hmm, so what could i have done better yes. or did i handle this very yeah. very well so and i have this sort of self-awareness yeah you say how did i keep this during during in, in incredible or uncertain times Maybe this way of living and maybe this way of doing has just also led to me having a very stable environment. That, mm -hmm. of course, helps. Yes. You, you know, like I have sure. a work life, but I also have a very stable private life. Yes. And um, I don't have to freak and stress and worry mm. about a lot of really important things. Mm -hmm. You know, thank God the people around me are healthy and mm. I'm fine. Mm. So I think that helps. Definitely. Yes. You know, you have to also yeah. appreciate that that helps. Yes. Um, so I can also focus on, on here. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it gives you a certain kind of grounded, groundedness, stabi stability. Uh, I also wouldn't uh, want to be <laughs> different. So yeah. I think it's also what yeah. you, you need to decide what you want to yes. be Yes. Like. What do you see as the main challenges ahead for the Corinthia and kind of bouncing, not bouncing back, maybe bouncing forward? Things have changed and we need to find our new routine and our new normality. Um, you know, a really, really important word in hospitality is effortless. This is a beautiful dance when it's effortless, but mm. when it looks hard work mm -hmm. or when people aren't relaxed about what they're doing, then it's not quite as enjoyable for the guest as it should be or they they see it and I also don't like to see people you know people working hard it's, mm. it's, it's, it's okay but it needs to be effortless and it needs to come easy and um, we need to sort of know what we're doing and mm -hmm. and at the moment I don't know that everybody's in the right place and mm. that everybody knows exactly uh, like I know the direction that the hotel wants to go in and, and that we need to go in mm -hmm. to continue to be so successful in the future and I will try to provide strong leadership and share mm. it very openly and transparently with everyone. The challenges are, are that unaligned mindsets, mm. not really clearly defined priorities amongst the team. I think there are so many different priorities at the moment that mm. we can't really agree on one. And then there are the really, really significant issues that we all hear about and read about. And I'm not telling anyone anything new because 
mm. there is, of course, a shortage of yes. people in the UK right now. We all need people and we have the jobs and we have the business and we have the demand and mm. we don't have the people to service it to the degree that it can be effortless and that it I can see. be joyful yes. and that yeah. these priorities can align again and mindsets can relax and mm. just enjoy being at work. Mm. So we do need to find um, a solution for this. Mm. Going back a little bit to what I said a few minutes ago. So you can, of course, then ask yourself, so what could we do better? Mm -hmm. What could I do better? Because, of course, I, I absolutely think the government should uh, change the immigration laws and make it easier for us mm. to be worldly and, and, and welcome people to work in this country. But I am also very keen to help change the reputation of our industry finally mm -hmm. for the for the better i've turned 50 this year so i've entered this industry when i was i mean as a casual waiter when i was 16 mm. but seriously deciding this is my career when mm -hmm. i was around about 20 so i've been doing this now for 30 years in all sorts of positions the industry isn't what it used to be back then mm -hmm. There is, at least in environments like this, there is no abuse, there is no shouting, there's no crazy overtime working, split shifts, unfair payment, and everything that makes it undesirable. But mm. we can provide great careers. You get to know amazing people, you can travel the world, you can earn really handsome money if you if you're working hard and if you do well, you know, we need people with university degrees and mm. we need people who have healthy hands, who, yes. who just don't, who want to be chefs or engineers. This industry is so versatile and mm. so it's really quite fascinating. And I just wish that it comes up in the career conversations that I had at home. Um, you know, I wish yes. that parents would say to their children, what about hospitality? Yes. Wouldn't that be a wonderful mm. sector to work in? So when that changes, mm -hmm. maybe some of our challenges that we were talking about, because I'm bringing this up because recruitment is a big yes. challenge. Yes. So, but instead of just moaning and complaining, so if we also continue to actively work on our reputation, which hey, hands up, isn't maybe the best, then mm. maybe we can improve this. Lots of food for thought, I think. Other challenges are um, really increasing uh, cost and prices and, mm -hmm. um, you know, how do we, how do we di redirect this and how will this impact our product? It's really something that we need to think about. But the demand is there. There's no shortage of No, there's no shortage of demand. And, um, yeah. We need to get the international business back yes. a little bit more, but that will that will soon come. You know what? I uh, Let's not make it all sound doom and gloom. You know, <laughs> we have a few challenges, but if we wouldn't have those challenges, we would have other challenges. Um, sure. We need to... Uh, we need to address them and we yeah. need to believe in what we do and we mm. need to confidently represent uh, whatever line of business. What I'm saying, mm. I hope, doesn't only apply to hospitality and hotels. I mean, I oh, think yes. it's about... Yeah. We had so much pain and agony in the last 18 mm. months. I think it's about positivity now. And I, I you mm. know, our sales and marketing director is a never-dying optimist and he <laughs> said to me, Thomas, <laughs> we will have the roaring 20s. Yes, back. we so, will. Oh, yes, um, of course we will. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the, the best so that's is, the spirit. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come, <laughs> exactly. I just feel 
very happy to be here. Yeah, um, thank you. I think uh, every time I come here, it's just such a such a wonderful experience. And um, I just want to thank you for making the time to to talk to us. And if our listeners want to find the Corinthia, I'm sure they can find Instagram platform very easily and can find yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. It's all there. And we have a website. We have an Instagram we encourage, account. We've encouraged <laughs> listeners to to come and visit and uh, or maybe come and work. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very, very, much. very much. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your podcast player or on YouTube. And if you can leave us a positive review, we really appreciate it. If you want more support, tips and ideas to strengthen these skills, go to the website unimenta.com where you can take part in live masterclasses, self-access online modules and download lots of free resources. Get the book, Seven Skills for the Future in all major bookstores and on Amazon. And why not get yourself a copy of the 777 Journal to transform your life in just seven weeks through daily journaling practice.